Welcome back, Jimmy B and TC on the Big Talker 1700. It's a Tuesday. That means Wolfgang stopping by. We got lots of things to talk about. We're going to talk a little baseball. We're going to talk Hawkeye stuff. We're going to start, though, with some Cyclones. I- I'm Wolfgang, I'm going to leave LeBron alone for a little bit here. I'm going to let you recoup. Bring it, man. No, you bring it. You do not. No, I want you to bring that stuff at me because it's being, it's absolutely ridiculous. I'm guessing what you and all these ESPN guys are saying. We'll, we'll wait for that. You, you know I can go off. I'll just blabber. But uh, I, I can tell you're agitated whatever. already. Agitated yeah, very, already. Very much. Very much. We got LeBron talk coming up with uh, one of the biggest LeBron fans you're going to find in Wolfgang. But before that, so uh, – a very odd story that started late last week with Darius McNeil. McNeil, a combo guard from down in Texas, been committed and signed with Iowa State since back in November. A kid that is kind of under the radar, you know, didn't didn't have the big national scope that you see, certainly with Lyndall Wigginton, who comes in from Oak Hill and end up as a five-star at Rivals, or even Terrence Lewis, who's a top 100 player from Milwaukee and had a lot of nice offers here from, from the regional programs. This was kind of the forgotten member of this freshman class coming in. And I'll tell you, Wolfgang, a couple weeks before you're getting on campus, you're asking for a release. This is an odd situation. Have you have you seen this at all? This, this is weird because I I have trouble with this. And when, when they, and they are kids, most of them are 17. I guess they're 18, so they're men. They yeah. go to the war. They can fight, blah, blah, blah. Back in the day, you used to be able to drink at 18, whatever. But... At some point, uh, your word means something, and you've got to you got to follow through on that. Um, and I do understand it's crazy. It's it's a nervous time. I don't know if, you know if you remember if you can remember back when you were seventeen, eighteen. Mm-hmm. I had friends that didn't want to didn't want to leave, didn't want to go to college. You know, loved their family, blah blah blah. Wanted to stay around. They're going to miss their friends. And then I had other friends that could not could not wait to get away. So it's just a weird, awkward, screwy time in a kid's life. Um, but you're telling me, I believe you said, a Cal assistant coach. Explain that again. Well, and, and this is kind of the rub here. First of all, the odd timing of it. A kid that's been committed this long, signed his letter of intent back in November. There hasn't been any coaching changes at Iowa State. Normally when we see these things, Wolfgang, it's a head coach you know, leaves for another job or gets fired, or sometimes it's an assistant coach, you know, the lead assistant, will move on to a different job, and these kind of things will come up during the springtime. It's so rare, though, that you see a coaching staff that hasn't changed at all. Nothing has changed really at Iowa State. It's not like they went out and recruited over him or anything like that. And then suddenly, a couple weeks before he's set to be on campus, he says, no, 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 I'm waiting to get out here. And that leads to the speculation of what it could be. Now, it could be something simple, Wolfgang. This very well could be, Hey, he's got girlfriend, wants him to stay close at home, a sick family member. You know, those kind of things that, that crop up all the time for all kinds of people. Those kind of things could happen. But somebody connected with his AU program is now an assistant coach out of Cal. That's an easier place to connect the dots. Hey, let me, let me connect dots for you, and let me give mad respect. Because is that a little shady? Yes, it is. But you know what? You do what you got to do to get the recruits. And I'm guessing they're not just hiring some guy that doesn't know anything about basketball. Why not do that? That's, you know, Iowa State had a problem back in the day. I can still remember to this day, Jamie Pollard on the air, bitching and moaning. And I like Jamie. But the bitching and the moaning about 
all the transfers. And now look what Iowa State has done. Look what they, you know, have done. If they go and you watch, within two, three years, that'll happen with them. They will hire some AAU coach. You get a four-star, six-nine power forward that's only going to be in college basketball for two years. Do I like it? Do I think it's a little shady? Yeah. I go back a ways. I'm sure there were plenty before that back in the day. Um, I go back to Danny Manning's dad, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. With with uh, Brown, hiring him on and getting him. He won him a championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, who knows? There's all sorts of stuff that goes on in basketball, and it is so shady. There's a book about um, uh, the greatest coach uh, from UCLA, John Wooden, ever, that I want to read. And supposedly, he just turned a blind eye to what was going on. He had to have known it, because we keep hearing what a great guy this guy was. He was an angel, and I'm sure he was. I'm sure he was, you know, 90% just phenomenal. Phenomenal, but from what I understand, he turned a blind eye to it, and I hear Kareem going on, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar going on all these stations and, and uh, you know, pumping up Wooden, which he should be, and I get it, but nobody's freaking perfect um, with that, and I will just go with that. But I understand it, and I don't get it. I don't know if I was Iowa State, do you let him out of a scally? Come on, man. I don't know. I just don't know. I you probably have to, right? Well, y- y- they're do. not slaves, right? They're not slaves, right, man. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean that's yeah, kind of the simplest point. And another thing, Wolfgang, is look at what we've seen in the past when coaches don't release guys and release them to transfer. Remember what Bo Ryan went through. What five years ago now, when Jared Utoff was looking to transfer, you know what was happening there. Look, look what happened just recently, just the other day. Big national hubbub of kids trying to leave Pitt, and they're putting restrictions. The kids graduates in three years, wants to go out and be a grad transfer. He he does everything that you ask. He plays three years for your program. He is an unbelievable player, an unbelievable student to graduate in three years, and they won't release him. I mean, those are the kind of things that just leave you, you scratch your head, and it paints your program in such a bad light. So Proman Company, they're just going to let them go uh, because you don't want that negative press. Oh, man. Okay, and I'll get to that question in a second. But, yeah, I remember, I, and Bo Ryan never, if this was another age and there was a Twitter and, and uh, 75,000 sports stations and, and uh, you know, all this stuff, podcasts, he wouldn't have let him go. He went on Mike and Mike looked like a fool. I don't know if you remember that. He did. I remember You heard that. Oh, it was embarrassing. The fact that he didn't get the things that were coming out of his mouth. It it was, it was really bad. Look, it was a terrible look. And of course our man, Jay, um, Utah was in on that. Um, but how good is this guy real quick? Just, I mean, have you seen, you know, video, video footage of him? I don't know how good he is. So, I mean, is this a, gigantic loss is this what is this i personally he he certainly he was ranked the third out of the incoming freshmen i i didn't see it i didn't see okay. it i mean he's okay. he's got a nice stroke a little lefty stroke decent athleticism he's a he's a shooting guard that's trapped in a point guard's body now you can get away with that certainly yeah you can yeah yeah i mean we've we've seen that plenty of times guys that do that but uh, looking here, I remember watching his film a while back. I just, he was never a guy that wowed me. Never a guy that I looked at and said, you know, this is going to be a guy that can, can be a three-year starter for you. You know, something like that. Does he develop if he sticks around and plays, you know, quite a bit of minutes junior, senior year? Yeah, I could see that. But I certainly wasn't enamored with him. 
No, but what's what's terrible is now Iowa State was depending on him right. to come in and be a part of their program. Mm-hmm. Now they don't have it. That's what stinks. That's what when you're a young man like that, you have to. If I were his dad, I would tell him, "Know what? You're going there for a year, and if you feel like you got to transfer after that, I'd tell the coaches that. Then fine, and just just throw it all out there. But this right now, I don't think this is cool at all. And Iowa State fans, I'm sure, are just beside themselves. Well, and, and another part of this, uh, Travis Hines at the AIDS Tribune had an article talking about the release. This rubbed me the wrong way. Now, again, these are not full details. We don't know exactly what went down. But uh, Prome told uh, Travis Hines this. His mother and I communicated through text Saturday, and they asked for his release. I told him the proper channels to go through, unquote. So, Darius McNeil makes this decision, whatever the reasons are behind it. And he does it, and he lets the Iowa staff, Iowa State staff know through text message that his mom sends? I got a problem with that. Young man, you got to grow up. You're going to make this decision. You make that phone call. That might be, out of all of this, the thing that bothered me the most. You have your mom send a text message. You can't even call the staff. I got a big problem with that. And we may be missing something, Trent. Yeah, there, there, we may be missing something. There may be something that we don't know um, other than what you said. It could be possible. He's not breaking the law. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing yep. he's doing that's breaking the law. Um, he is breaking an unwritten rule, in my opinion, um, and almost a written rule. I, I, this is what, Trent, if you ever want to make some money, you want to write a book of unwritten rules, whether it's baseball or recruiting. I think we can make some money here because these unwritten rules are just. I mean, let's let's have rules. How about let's just have rules? Um, but I don't. I don't know. It's a free country. He can do what he wants. He can leave. He can leave. But as my dad, I would say, if I were his father, I would say, no. You know what? You have put them in a bad spot. You have put the Iowa State coaching spot in a bad spot. They were counting on you whether it's this year to play or not play or to play how many minutes or down the line, you're going to go there and for one year because you've already given your word that you were going there. If you then want to transfer to Texas, Texas, no, excuse me, to uh, Cal. Yeah, Texas. Oh. No, Cal, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, then you can do that. What, what would you do, Father? What would you do, uh, Father uh, Trent? What would you do if he was your kid? I, I, I know you wouldn't be the one doing the uh, – Doing the uh, tweeting and doing that, I know you wouldn't be the one doing that. But no, what would no, you do? No, 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 no. I well, I would be. Uh, I'd be seeing who gives me the most money. I mean, that's what I'd be doing, <laughs> right? Right. Oh my golly! Speaking of unwritten rules, that's me. a rule. That's no unwritten rule, my friend. That's like, a rule. Like Dracon and cheater, unbelievable. Blue chips. Get me a new tractor. Let's go. <laughs> give me a riding lawnmower. Yeah. Uh, give me. You know, there is a book to be written, and I talked to, uh, what is his name, Van Coleman, right? Okay. Yeah. I talked to him about that once, and that would be, part of me thinks it would be just so awesome. The other parts, you know, he would be just going against people's trust and everything. But do you know how many stories these guys like Van Coleman must know? Are you kidding me? Yeah. The things that, would that not be the greatest and most fun book to watch the stories that come out of that, what people got, what they said, did they promise playing time? Did they promise tractors? Did they, did they, you know, promise jobs after 
your career is over. I think there's a book to be written there. Nobody's done it yet, at least I know, but I would read that sucker, and I don't like to read. I can barely read. <laughs> hey, one more on the Cyclones. Uh, they pick up a commitment from Michael Jacobson. I've always liked Jacobson's game. Uh, I think uh, with a redshirt year, it is only going to help him out going into his last two seasons in Ames. Your thoughts on uh, Michael Jacobson leaving Nebraska and ended up at Iowa State? I think it's a good pickup. I like him. He's actually a family friend of uh, Tiff's daughter. And, yeah, so I'll be rooting for him big time. I think he's he's a good kid, good-looking kid, plays hard. Um, am I an expert on his game? I'm not, but don't tell me that's not a good pickup. That is a damn good pickup. And for him to come back to Ames and help them out next year, not this coming year, but the next year, I think that that's a great pickup, absolutely great pickup that knows high-quality Big Ten, Big 12 basketball, and he's going to help big time, I think. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I think he's going to be able to use this redshirt year, develop that jumper back. He's always been a, a pretty solid shooter, but it was never a big part of his game, at least his first two years at Nebraska. I think the upside is there. I love this move. I think it's a great move for Iowa State. I think it's a great move for Michael Jacobson. And, and getting away from that toxic situation over in Nebraska, that's a pretty good thing, too. Yes, and I don't, man, I, I, I love their coach. I just think he's, Man, I just want him as my neighbor. I mean, I can't say that about it. I would, I would not, and I'm saying this truthfully, I would not want Fran as my neighbor. I can't imagine if some of my weeds started growing over on his side of the lawn or some of my dandelions. I mean, Tiff gets crazy when, like, neighbors' dandelions start coming over to our side. Mm-hmm. I can't freaking imagine what Fran, if some of my dandelions went over to his side. I'd be out there every freaking morning, you know, pulling those suckers, man. And maybe it would. It'd make the neighborhood greater. You know what, Fran? I would like to have Fran as my neighbor. I, I take that back. You've come because around. Because I've, I've heard of him in certain situations, and in certain times he has to be a hard bleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? He has to be a hard arse. And you hear him when he just goes goes ahead and lets his... his uh, maybe that's what the, the kids, the guys, see behind the scenes. But I've heard too many stories behind the scenes. of what a, And I've heard it before, actually. What a great laugh he has. He has a great sense of humor. You wouldn't think that, but uh, as a neighbor, I don't know. I mean, man, if my branches are, are leaning over on his side of the fence, and I mean, I, I mean, I'd go pick those up right away. I'd go pick up those dead branches right away with Fran if he were my neighbor. He's got you covered. He's got you covered, no doubt. <laughs> well, Wolfgang, we're going to take a time out here when we come back on the other side. Going to talk some Iowa baseball, and I'm incredibly jealous. You found a college football magazine, huh? Yes, I did. Um, I just perused it. Is that a word? Perused yes. it a little bit. But we can, we can, we don't need, I don't want to get hardcore into it right away anyway, man. We got a lot, a lot of summer left, man. So we can just, you know, kind of, I wrote down some stuff that, uh, I think people might find interesting or maybe they won't. We'll, we'll see. All right. We'll, we'll get into that on the other side. Still lots to come. And, uh, we're letting Wolfgang get all lathered up. I got to ask him about his boy, LeBron. What happened in uh... game number three? We'll get to that as we continue out here. It's, one, it's one of a hundred, Trent. It is one Gee, of a hundred. Christmas. I, uh, there's the taste. Right. People wanted the taste. There's the taste. Or swallow hard there because it's coming. Stick and stay. Wolfgang's going to freak out on the other side. Jimmy B and TC <laughs> on the Big Talker 1700. Back once again, Jimmy B and TC. Got Wolfgang in. And, you know, Wolfgang, there's other things we're going to hit on today, other things that we want to talk about, a little Iowa baseball want to talk about the uh, college football magazine that you've already taken a peek at. But 
I don't want to run out of time. I don't want us to run short on time today. So I'm going to start with your boy, LeBron. You are a LeBron James fan. I lover. agree with you. I would you. say lover. I would say lover. Lover, yeah, absolutely. You you are one of his biggest biggest walks here in the state of Iowa. I don't think there's any doubt about it. At least people of our generation. You know, guys that saw Jordan play younger, okay, that's different. But for people in their 30s, 40s, that group, there's not many people that like LeBron at the level that you do, I would say, short of being a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. And we know those are real ones, few and far between. Still, with that being said, explain. Uh, what happened to LeBron in the second half the other night? I know you people don't understand this. Even Michael Jordan had down games, okay? Nobody understands this. Even Michael Jordan had down games. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic, Bird, they all had down games. What was his problem? I don't know. He looked sick to me. You want me to be honest? There was something wrong. Kevin Love was just unbelievable. Hitting three-pointer after three-pointer after three-pointer. If he just decided to go, you know, I'm just going to get my other teammates involved. I've heard a theory, but I, I don't know that I accept this because maybe I do. He wasn't going at the basket. He didn't even freaking try, Trent. And we're talking about one game in the last hundred games here of a, of a bad game. That's how good he's been. He was literally the last eight to nine games of the playoffs broke either tied or broke Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's of 25-plus points and over 50% shooting and 30-plus point games. I think he tied Michael Jordan. Okay? So let's calm down here, people. Let's freaking calm down. I don't know what was wrong with him. He looked like he was drugged. He looked – there was something wrong with him. I heard a theory. Kyrie has not been playing well. And he's trying to get him on track because there's no shot of them beating, of the Cavs beating the Warriors if Kyrie is not an elite of elite point guard. You know what I mean? And he kept passing. He kept deferring. He kept passing and deferring over and over and over again. You notice that? He did not even take it to the rim. And LeBron has a crazy basketball IQ. Whether people believe that or not, I mean, if you haven't watched regular season or you only watch three games here and there, the dude has an amazing basketball IQ that I love and basketball players love and his passes. You, you even brought this up, that you can, the unbelievable one-handed baseball passes cross-court, mm -hmm. hit him in the pocket. I, I really have never seen anything like that. Every once in a while I'd see it with Magic, but not with that velocity, not with that accuracy. I swear to God, the guy not only could be a pitcher, he could be a tight end in the NFL and be freaking all pro and all MLB and everything. It's all star, whatever. But I had a problem with the way he played. I didn't get it. That's not what we've seen the last nine games where he is literally tying or breaking records in playoffs. The since the day that Draymond, Draymond Green called him a rhymes with witch and starts with a B, he has been the best player maybe we've ever seen in that time frame. Hitting threes at a ridiculous rate. Yesterday, no excuse, no idea what he's doing. You know what? Sometimes people are just smarter than you, and maybe he doesn't see that they're there yet. Maybe he does want to extend the series. Am I reaching? Maybe a little bit. I think I might be reaching a little bit. But that is a possibility because they're not there yet defensively. They haven't been hitting their three-pointers the last two games. Corver's not hitting for some reason. He's shooting, and I know LeBron, when he passes to somebody and has one of those passes, he says, you shoot it. 
That's the difference between he and Michael. You shoot it, okay? I just gave you a great pass. You shoot it. The problem is LeBron is giving him pretty good passes, but people are in Corver's face. When Corver starts hitting again, that guy is sick as sick, man. He's from Iowa, so I root for him hardcore. Um, but please stop, guys. Please stop with one game where they're going to destroy Boston the next two games, and it's over, and we're talking about how this is part of his legacy? Are you kidding me, Trent? <laughs> it's one game. It's game three. They beat the Celtics by 30 and 50. It could have beat them by 100. And we're like, oh, it's legacy. Boy, this is really hurts his legacy when he's the guy that has the most sweeps in NBA history. He's the guy that's going to go to his seventh NBA Finals. Shut up, people. You know, the, oh. the, the funny thing to me is you mentioned Jordan. And the LeBron versus Jordan argument, I mean, I, I understand it. I understand people that are passionate about it. They're both great players. There is no wrong answer. I mean, you're, you're never going to be proven right one way or the other. It, that's what makes it a good debate, at least in my mind. But the thing for me is Jordan, when he'd have games where things weren't going well, where the shot wasn't falling, he was struggle, he'd still keep jacking up shots. And he'd go wait for 32 and he'd still get his 24 points. And it wouldn't look that bad if you're just looking at uh, points, rebounds, assists. You're just to take a look at the main three stats. Hey, he had 24, 7, and 7. Pretty good game for Jordan. Or if you watch the game and you saw him chucking up all those missed shots, you know, it wasn't that good of a game. When LeBron has those kind of games where it isn't clicking, he doesn't force it. He tries to find other ways that he can be involved, be it as a distributor, going into the interior, trying to post up, rebounding a little bit more, whatever it may be, he can impact the game a lot more ways than Jordan could. But that wasn't there Sunday night. And that's the confusing part of that second half. Your theory? Because LeBron plays more head games than any superstar that I can remember with his own teammates. Not not going out and talking yeah. trash to the other team. Oh, we don't hear where you go with this. I like this. Yes, go. And, and because of that, you're it maybe just doesn't think defensively are, they are where they are. Because here's the thing: games one and two, and I didn't watch all 48 minutes because I I, I don't have those kind of issues that I'd sit and sure. watch those things. But the Celtics were missing open shots. They were. It wasn't that the defense suddenly improved that much for Cleveland. It was more the Celtics were just missing shots here. So maybe it is. LeBron says, we need to tune some things up here. Before we see Golden State, and we know they're going to be revved up and raring to go, we need to get this defense fight, uh, you know, just just move to notch here. Yeah. And I also like to be yeah, in a tight situation. I, I, n- not they're the not there yet, He Grant. didn't try Grant, to lose. They're not there. I, I, I don't think anybody that says no, that he theory didn't try to lose. Right. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying. But he wanted to have at least, at the very least, maybe a close game. Things tighten up. Let's see how we can react. We lost a lot of leads in the back half of the season. Remember that. During the regular season, they blew multiple 20-point leads Mm -hmm. at the end of the regular season. So because of that, hey, let's see how we react. If we get in this situation against Golden State, at least we've been here recently. We can go that way. I'd buy that theory. I can buy it a little bit because LeBron, that guy, well, we know he didn't go to college, but he is a master psychologist. Oh, my. And what you say, yeah, a lot of people don't get. And his efficiency is crazy. And he was passing a lot to, to Kyrie. Mm-hmm. I'm say, let's go. Kyrie, if Kyrie isn't Kyrie against the against um, the Warriors, because Kyrie just, 
Kyrie and LeBron destroyed Curry last year. It was, it was embarrassing, and he's my third favorite player of all time. But uh, it was embarrassing what he did. And like you say, there is no wrong freaking answer to the LeBron-Jordan um, comparison. I don't think there is. because It's, it's splitting hairs. It's, you know, the, the guys that I, and I, I actually say this sometimes and I catch myself, I can't stand the Jordan people that say it's not even close. Are you telling me if they went up against each other, it's not even close? Yeah. I just, I can't, I can't handle that. If you don't think that's even close, you're ridiculous. Those are the people that you just stop the argument because they're, they're not, not even close, really. Yeah, okay. they're, they're not willing to listen. They are hard headed, stubborn. Nothing you're say, you're going to say is going to change anything. It's, and it's a cult. It's, it's, it's a cult. Dude. It's like arguing you, politics. You, that's what it is. When you run into people like point. that, on one side or the other, I don't care if you're talking Democrat, Republican, what side of the aisle you're on, you're not changing anybody's opinion when you're sitting there and yelling at them and you're going back and forth with your buddy over a beer. And there's those same kind of people in some sports arguments and, and the Jordan truthers, the Jordan backers out there, they're kind of like politicians. They won't listen to the other side. They'll let them talk for a little bit and then they'll come back and repeat the same point over and over but and over again. I try my best to listen to people's opinions. And gather it in. When I'm listening to politics, there are, I won't even tell you who they are, but there are certain people I'm going, wow, I didn't even think of that. Jeez, I'm dumb. You know, and every once in a while in sports, that'll come up and I'll be yeah. like, that's a freaking great point. I'm not afraid to change my opinion. It's just the people, people, we are splitting hairs with Jordan and LeBron. And if you hate LeBron just because you're a, a freaking Jordan truther, is that what you call them, or, <laughs> or a cult or whatever. Yeah. He he is so good. He was so good. It's ridiculous. But they're different players, and if we started a team and went and go and played the aliens, man, it'd be interesting to see what kind of team we would put together um, and the shooters that we would have around LeBron or what what Jordan would want. Would Jordan just want guys that – I don't know. It'd be, it'd be interesting. But, again, Jordan – Jordan and LeBron, it's going to be 1-2 one, two, or 2-1. Two, it just really is. People say that take the centers out of the equation. I don't know. I didn't see you know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in 1970. Right. I don't know. I've seen Shaq when they decided to let you know WWE go on in wrestling, and he'd just back his butt down or whatever. Barkley would do that. Then they changed the rules, and you can't do that. I mean, so there's different rules. But he is, if people don't understand his great risk, greatness right now and he looked weird he didn't look athletic last game he didn't look like he had that jumping ability that quick right twitch muscle stuff i don't know i don't know what it was i don't know if he was sick i don't know what i don't know if it's like hey Kyrie, all right it's time you got to get going man because uh we're a couple games away from playing one of the best teams of all time and one of the teams that has the most talent of all time so hey get her done buddy get her done we got to get you going i don't know so he got his double-digit points and then just stopped. I mean, he didn't even <laughs> and it was. Much, it was. I mean? He just turned it off. It, it was so odd to see. Incredibly odd. So you know, we get to that. The thing, Kyrie has played well. I mean, go back to the finals last year, how well he played against yeah, Steph last Curry. Year. Last he, year. Yep. He, it seems like he goes out there and he feels, and you're a big confidence guy, that Kyrie can't believe that Steph Curry gets all this love and he goes out there and says, I'll show you I'm a better player than this guy. I mean, this this skinny dork over here that eats Red Baron pizza. <laughs> you see that article from yesterday? I didn't know. Steph Curry apparently loves uh, Red Baron pizza, the good stuff, as he calls it, from the frozen oh, food section. Oh, right. Uh, okay. Hey, whatever. That's kind of cool that a 
millionaire likes uh, pizza that just the average Joe likes. I kind of like that. Nobody likes red bear pizza. What are you talking about? <laughs> Who likes red bear? Well, that a millionaire stuff. does. That stuff's awful. All right. Okay, okay. All right. Now, now we're going down this line, Wolfgang. All right. Here we go. Before we get back into sports, we were uh, talking ladies last time. So now we're going to rank frozen pizza. All right. Oh man, I am not good. I don't know. Okay, go. All right. Well, All right. It, the reason for it is both my wife and I were a little sick last night, so we just threw in a, a pizza for dinner. Frozen pizza. Had a DiGiorno's. That's kind of a, off of its own island, right? I mean, that's the expensive, uh, you know, seven, eight bucks. Yeah, for, that's good, right? It's good. Yeah. It's good. I'm talking more Totino's, Jack's, Red Baron, Tombstone, you know, of that level of stuff. Oh, man. Is there any of that that jumps out to you as good as, as pizza that'll get you through a meal? First of all, I don't want to ruin my reputation as a pizza, you know. I am a pizza snob. I totally oh. admit it. I am a complete pizza freaking snob. So now you're going to make me go out and buy every single frozen pizza no, 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 no. before I talk to you next so I can give a true opinion. No, what are you no, doing no. to me? No. no, this is big time to me. And salsa is too. I want to go around to every single Mexican freaking restaurant in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Waukee, whatever, and I want I want to know the best salsa. I'm a salsa and a pizza snob. Wow. And if you bring crap to me, don't even try it. Unbelievable. Look at that. <laughs> Now, Totino's ain't bad, right? I can't remember. Totino's is the little party pizza. You, I don't I do not do a ton of frozen pizza, I'll oh, be honest yeah. with you. We, I we don't you either. It's, it's once every uh, six months, probably, something like that. Now, back in college, we're talking different level here. I mean, that, okay. that's, that, that's when I was at my <laughs> highest. That was you go in, you go into uh, Hy-Vee, you get, uh, back in the day, they'd have the sale on Totino's, 10 for like 8 bucks. Like, oh, oh yeah. great. Oh, yeah. there, there, there's 10 meals right there. Of the frozen pizza, I think Red Baron is garbage. I'm not a Red, Red Baron, Baron fan. Oh, Tony's, boy. that stuff's terrible. Absolutely. I forgot to tell you, Red Baron has contacted me. And, oh, uh, really? Yeah. You want to say that again? Uh, we, 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 we can edit this out, you know. I mean, if, <laughs> if they're going to throw a little jack our way, I mean, I love Red Baron pizza. It's delicious. <laughs> the cheese. The, the cheese, pizza. The crust. The, the, the cardboard crust. I love it. I love it. <laughs> but the best of the cheap frozen pizza. And don't at me on Twitter on this one. Is Jax? Jax is the business, and not my son Jax. J A X. No, no, We're talking J A C K S. That's right. That Jax. Okay. Jax gotcha. Pizza, the best of the cheap frozen pizzas. No doubt. Best about of it. the cheap. Now, see what kind of qualifier you put on there. Yes. The best of the cheap. Right. Right. I mean, you go out. So, there. what's the best? I mean, let's say you got all the money. Okay. Give all me right. the best frozen pizza. You got the money. You're you're having a graduation party. You're having three people over. You want the best frozen pizza? What is it? <laughs> Nothing but the best for my friends and family. <laughs> we got you frozen pizza. <laughs> frozen <laughs> chicken fingers. Yeah, chicken nuggets. There's there's one that actually is really good. Uh, it's a uh, California Pizza Company or Pizza okay. Kitchen, whatever it is. You see them every once in a while. They'll be at like malls and stuff like that. They do have frozen pizza. It's a thin crust. And it's really good for frozen you're a pizza. Cut. You're a thin, you're a thin crust guy, right? I, not I paper am. thin. I, am. I uh, yeah, not paper thin. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, that one's pretty good. So if you're looking for something, and you and you got to have something in it stocked up in the freezer, California Pizza Kitchen. That is the way to go. 
California. Okay, I got that down so I can, yeah, I am a pizza, which, which is funny. And I told you there's a certain gas station that has breakfast pizza. And yeah. it's just like, I'm in heaven. And I'm like, wait, I'm a pizza snob? And I mean, gas station pizza? Okay. Hey, yeah, it's That's good stuff. You give a shout out. <laughs> we all love, we're Iowans. We all love Casey's pizza. I mean, okay, okay. is there, is there sure. anything better when you're sitting around your, uh, Oh, boy, I need gas. Well, you know, since I need gas, I, I guess I better get a <laughs> slice of pizza, too. Or even when we don't need gas. Oh, even right. when we don't need yeah, gas. Right, uh, right. I mean, it could be you, you just, just a little off the F. Boy, yeah. I'm getting scared here, you know. I might need some gas. All right, Wolfgang, we're going to jump back into a little sports here uh, before we finish up. You you found yourself a college football magazine. What'd you get? Athlon? Is it Lindy's? Who Who is it? Oh, geez. Great question. Uh, it was Athlon. 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 Yep. So Athlon yep. is out. Anything jump off to you? We got we got lots of months to uh, we'll dissect much further. Exactly. But, but uh, anything at least initially as you were thumbing through jump out to you? Yeah, we can talk soft here. Like, yeah, like we said, we don't want to go hardcore here. We got plenty of time to do all that. But um, I found it interesting that they rated the conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you'd like to do that, would you like to rate how they rated the conferences, one to five, one to six, or whatever? One, one to, to five, five out of the power conferences yeah. for this year. I'm going to guess they went SEC, obviously. Ding, ding, ding. Good. Uh, Big Ten? ACC number two. ACC, okay. Then Big Ten? Big Ten, number three. Good job. Then Pac-12? Pac-12. Look at you. Not bad, man. And, number, then, and then number five is, is what? The Big 12. Is the Big Yo. 12. You know so, what? when we did our over and unders, my friend? Yeah. Are we not giving? Now, we went with Vegas and what we thought Vegas would rate. And we had them at, what did we have them at? Three wins? Just with what Vegas would have would do? We thought, that right? It, yeah. Well, we we found out that they're at the CG Technology. They're going to open it at five and a half. I know. I don't. Understand I that, I figured anyway. it'd be more three and a half, four range. Surprised okay. by that one. Hey, but for Iowa State, for the way that the Cyclones look at it, Wolfgang, this very well. That's a good thing. Your conference isn't as good as you're trying to take a step up. That's a good thing for a program like Iowa State. Yeah, so you're going to have... Oh, I mean, the, the college football playoff is so out of the realm of thinking right now for that program. Who cares? Who cares if your conference gets in? All you need to care about is improving your program, getting bowl eligible, and then keep working your way up the ladder. Who gives a crap about the top of the conference? Until you're there, that doesn't matter. Get past the, get to the middle portion, then pass them up, then you can start worrying about that crap. Yes. Win... win games man yes because if he doesn't win some games this year and they go three and nine again or whatever people are going to start getting down and they got a sixty thousand plus stadium third in the big 12 that they got to fill and they got to have people happy pumped and energetic to see that they're not going to spend money to go watch three win teams over and over and over again so this may be the year man this is starting to pump me up i told you i saw i think trent or um bloom say that this is going to be the best offense Mm-hmm. I think it's at 15 years, so that would be since Seneca, right? Yeah. Back in 2002, I would assume that's where that's the offense he's going to. Um, but, yeah, if you look at yeah Oklahoma, number one, guess who they got? Number two, and I kept hearing about this. People kept saying, boy, I don't, I don't know if we should fire this guy. He's got talent, and you're firing him one year too early because he's going to get it done next year. Number two, Texas. 
What do you think about that? The second best team in the conference this year will be Texas. That's I. I have OK State number two in yeah, mind I, after I do more homework, but they've got Texas. Tom Herman, everywhere he's been, the teams have got better, right? They got better. So you got that part of it. They're talented. They're very talented. Now, is this going to be like Michigan was in year one where people looked around? Yeah, Harbaugh, can he get it turned around right away? Yeah, Brady Hoke recruited okay, but uh, blah, blah, blah. And they went out there and surprised and won nine games. Can they do that? Yeah, I could see that. Nine and three. And that might be good enough to finish second, and then we get a rematch in the conference championship game, Texas Oklahoma. I can sign up for that for a conference championship game, sure. Okay, and I'm trying to think because I heard Dace's podcast with John Miller a few weeks ago, and he pointed out he thought that man, I almost feel like I heard this wrong because I, I don't get this, and maybe you can explain it to me. He had he said even if Oklahoma go, loses to Ohio State and goes undefeated the rest of the time in the Big Twelve, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. okay. And USC loses two games and wins the Pac-12 championship. He thought USC would get in in front of Oklahoma. Do you buy that? Well, let me bring up USC's football schedule. Yeah, I respect Oklahoma so much for last year, Ohio State and Houston playing, and this year playing yeah. Ohio State. I respect that so much. You got to look at that. You have to look at that. All right, non-conference, USC opens up. They got uh, the former Fighting Flex coming to town, Western Michigan. They have Texas coming in, and they go to Notre Dame this year. Oh, my. Uh, Who are you talking about again? This is oh, USC. You're talking about, oh, USC. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. And Oklahoma, let's see. Check out the Sooners. There's no way you're taking a two-loss USC team against I... a one-loss team that lost to Ohio State that will be in the Final Four. I got Alabama in. I got Ohio State in. I got to look for the third, and I got Oklahoma in. I, I, I'm i with you. I just... I they got Oklahoma, like, number nine here in the, in the nation, I think. I mean, that means they lose. All right, lose week two to Ohio State, and... I mean, even if they lose by two touchdowns, let's say, they lose 35-21. Not a blowout, but they weren't in the game deep into the fourth quarter. Let's just put it that way. They come back and they reel off 10, 11 consecutive victories, including that Big 12 championship game, where they beat Texas, Oklahoma State, West Virginia, K-State, whoever it is for a second time. They'll also have, if they would do this, we're talking about a team going on the road and winning games at Baylor, at Kansas State, at Okie State, and the Big 12 championship game. Now, I I can't see a two-loss team finishing ahead of Oklahoma unless Oklahoma's absolutely throttled in that game against Ohio State. Then maybe. Then maybe. But that's the only scenario. Yeah, in Oklahoma, I think they've got the the second-best rated offensive line in the nation. they got their stud tight end, Andrews, back. they got their stud quarterback. Everybody's worried about the... Skill position, which I get, Trent. I totally understand that. The two running backs, P. Ryan and uh, the other fellow that they lost, and then Westbrook, the wide receiver. I mm-hmm. get that. You're going to be able to find a running back. They've got a running back on the roster that will be able to do what they do with the second-best offensive line. I don't know about the wide receivers. I'm going to talk to some more people that I know about them because when Westbrook was out those first three games last year, mm-hmm. um, uh, what's his name? The quarterback could not find anybody open downfield. I mean, he's sitting there that used to game. He couldn't find anybody. 
So we'll see who they've got coming in and, and that stuff. But, they, again, their defense should be good. Um, so Oklahoma, I think I'm a little bit of a limb going out there on the top four if, if they've got them nine in the nation, I guess. But I don't know. We'll see. We got plenty of time to talk about this, yo. There is no doubt. Hey, let's run out here with a little football, uh, baseball talk. Excuse me. Uh, Iowa get ready for tomorrow night in the Big Ten tournament. They get Maryland to kick things off, and Jake Adams today named Big Ten Player of the Year. Uh, another huge weekend out of the the big boy from South Dakota. Twenty four homers on the year, and and it will rebuilding year coupled with the injuries that they had to Cal Eldridge's boy CJ. It did look like this was probably going to be a team that if they got into the big tournament, it was going to be a sneak in. That wasn't the case. They played right to the end, and they had a chance to even win a regular season title right up until that final weekend. Yep. They, uh, so they have the fifth seed in the Big Ten tournament, for those that don't know. They tied for fourth in the Big Ten, and the team that won the Big Ten, Nebraska, only had one more win than them in the win column. So, and yeah, I can't wait to watch this kid. Um, this kid play, 344 batting average, 750 slugging, runs batted in 65, home runs 24. I'm not used to seeing home runs. I went to quite a few Hawkeye baseball games last year and the year before. I don't remember seeing home runs like this. 24 right. home runs? Yeah. I mean, and then total bases, I think he's got 159. So, uh, yeah, I want to watch this kid. I can't, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can do. And this coach, I've always, always, wanted, I've told you back in the day I wasn't a baseball guy. I played soccer. But I've always been looking for a reason to, you know, to like baseball. And the Hawkeyes becoming semi-relevant and semi-good, and then the Cubs becoming good and and the family loving them so much, and the Cardinals also as well. Um, so I'm looking forward, looking forward to watching this. I don't know if they can do it. Can they do it? Why not? I mean, that's from one to five. There's like a game difference in all of them. There's yeah. there's no reason to think Iowa can't do this. Well, here's the difficult thing, Wolfgang. Uh, is their first opponent. Brian Schaefer, yeah. the the starter for Maryland, is incredibly good. Uh, he is tough to get to. If they win, it's going to be more than likely 3-2, 2-1, a game like that. They're going to have to scratch and claw. They're going to have to make it difficult. We had Heller on the show yesterday. He said uh, they saw oh, right. Schaefer last year, and he said uh, he got a complete game, but he only needed 85 pitches to do it. So they're going to be up there trying to battle. But he's been so good at this. I, I think I saw... He's had Schaefer's had a number of those games where he has had a complete game and doing it under 100 pitches, which I mean is practically unheard of anymore. But he's able to do that. So a guy that's always around the strike zone, very very good. That is uh, probably the one thing with with everything Iowa does, you feel good. But on the other side, you got a very good pitcher. You're going to see that first time out. Well, the thing that pissed me off last year because if you remember Iowa, oh man, it was fun. They got to the championship yep. game, played Ohio State. They had already beaten Ohio State the previous was it the previous game, oh, and then they play them in the yeah. yeah, and then they play them in the championship game. Mm-hmm. So Ohio State has one loss, Iowa has zero. They play them in the championship game, Iowa loses, so that's one loss. So it's not double elimination game. What does that mean? It's a standalone championship game. Now this is Jeez. something that the coaches all agreed upon because right before the NCAA tournament you don't want to burn out your arms. All the coaches all right. agreed with it. They're all okay with it. I understand for a fan, yes, that's frustrating because it is not a true double elimination tournament, but the coaches all know the importance. You can't run through. The tournament in itself, especially if you lose early and you got to come through the back half of the bracket, is so taxing on your staff as it is. 
That's why they agreed upon a one-game standalone championship. No need to double dip. We're not talking okay. slow-pitch softball here, Wolfgang. Well, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like the, the commentators didn't do a good job of uh, you know talking to guys like me who have just watched been watching college baseball for the last three years, but I felt like, you know, come on, man. I mean, double elimination. Don't, I don't want to hear that word anymore. I want, to hear, I want to hear what you said. What are you calling that? Standalone what? A standalone championship game. Okay, fine. Let's call it that, and I'm good. That peed me off last year, man. That guy got the, when he got the double come in, all the crowd went out. Oh, it was, just, oh, it was awesome. So I'm looking forward to it. What time tomorrow do you know? Uh, 7.30 tomorrow night. BTN will have it. Okay, I'll be watching that. I'm looking forward to that. I will, too, and uh, we will reconvene Wolfgang on Friday, and we will talk about that. Hopefully a Hawkeye team still alive in that Big Ten tournament. That's right. I will be watching. Sounds good, brother. All right, have a good one, Wolfgang. All right, see you, man. Later. That's our man, Wolfgang. You can find him on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye. Not just Hawkeye stuff, though. Plenty of Cyclones, as he saw. Open things up, talking uh, some Cyclones in the Darius McNeil situation. We got him going on LeBron. Always a good time there. Well, that's it. We are out of time for today. We will be back at it, though, tomorrow at noon. It is a Wednesday. We'll get you through the work week. Hoops tonight. LeBron, how does he bounce back? Ah, Absolutely something that you have to look at. We will talk about that, recap the night in baseball, and much more on the local scene. Coming up tomorrow, Jimmy B and TC. We'll talk to you at noon.